Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. Well, we are no, we're we're live now. Uh, no thanks to you, Michelle. It says sending data. Oh, okay. Now it's online. <laughs> it's because it's sending data, Michelle. Yeah. Of course, I still can't stream on my Facebook Live because almost uh, 22 days ago, I shared one dank meme. It's it's sending and that's data. me clicking on... <laughs> whoops, there we go. Yeah. I have to share yours in order to share it with anybody. Oh, God. What? That was work. Oh, well, too bad. Tell them you're live streaming. They don't care. Uh, I've been teasing uh, on the descriptions uh, that, you know, it's all about Chicano's big vet visit. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if people tune in because they care. No, uh... <laughs> All right, let me just share that so that it's live there too. We're still getting used to this whole live stream thing. I think that what we got to do is eventually I've got to work my way out of the show so that the show is just you playing the waifu dating simulator games. I feel like that's the only way this is going to work. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I, I don't think anybody wants that. I think... Literally everybody wants that. I don't think that there's a market for me <laughs> playing, like, um, what are those even called games? I, I think they're called dating simulators. It's just was, that most of them are waifu dating simulators. I was looking for a Japanese word. But. Oh, God. Of course you were. Of course you were. <sighs> of course you were. So, well... <clears throat> Uh, before I go into my stuff, uh, <laughs> how are you, Michelle? How are you doing? Are you doing all right? I'm fine. You yeah. had a roofer over today. Yeah, for five minutes. Well, that's five more minutes than I had a roofer over. Which is good. It's, I mean, he's a nice, <laughs> nice roofer, but. Yeah? yeah? Did you offer him anything? Like what? Like my soul? I mean, that works too. I was thinking like a warm beverage or, you know, I don't know. Hanukkah's over. So I guess no more generosity, right? I mean, I, I, I think so. <laughs> but he was literally in my house for like two minutes. He was like, show me it. And then I was like this. And he's like, oh, that's probably got to do with the downspout. And I was like, yeah. And he, he was like, like show okay. me. And you were like this. And he was like, I don't have a ladder that tall. Actually, um, my house, uh, despite only being technically like two stories or floors, it um, because I'm on a hill, it's not you need a really high ladder to get like he went outside and he was like looking at it. And I was like really high up there. And he's like, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm going to get up there. (laughs) (sighs) Very disappointing. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't a bad day. Okay. 
I've had a long week. You might be able to tell by my disheveled appearance that I've had a long week. Not all bad. Um, There were some good things that happened this week. I completed my, this year's, the 2021 Christmas short, which I believe I did not do one last year because we were still kind of pandemic-y. So this year I did one. I'm very proud of it. It's called He Knows When You're Sleeping. And he does. He does. And uh, I, I think it turned out really nice. It's available exclusively to my Patreon patrons until Monday. So for just a dollar a month, if you go to incrediblyhandsome.com, you could watch it today. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm glad that we got that done. I'm very proud of it. I think it turned out excellent. So there's that's good news. I what are you laughing about? Nothing. What are you laughing about? I don't know. <laughs> really? What are you laughing about? Oh, there's a comment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> David Denoyer said that killer was fantastic in the short. Spoilers, David. <laughs> David may have played the killer. So he did a th- good job. This is probably going to be the worst content ever. But I'm going to present the worst content ever on purpose because why wouldn't I? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about what happened today with Chicano. So a few months back, uh, well, first of all, let's bring him up. I'm really excited about this. So look at that. That's him sleeping. Aww. That's, that's a live can, stream of Chicano on the dog couch. Can you make him big, please? And not me. Uh, but if I make him big, then he'll just be all cut off. Oh, see, you can still see him. No, no. You I'm- big is you big is ideal. Aww. So, uh, <laughs> so we have a live Chicano cam. That's literally my, my phone just streaming straight to the, the live stream. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I can like cut to the. And cut to the place with the sleeping dog. Henwolf is by my door. So, but Chicano, he had a, he had an eventful day. Okay. So mm-hmm. I got distracted. Uh, oh, David Denoyer said, doggo cam is a big win. You're goddamn right. So about four months ago, Chicano was supposed to have surgery to get a tumor removed. And right as they were about to do the surgery, they discovered that there was something, uh, wrong with his heart. So I had to go to a dog cardiologist, which sounds just as expensive as it is. Uh, but I went to a dog cardiologist and ended up spending about $1,600. Wow. We ran a full battery of heart, heart tests Mm -hmm. to find that he has a very minor heart murmur. And because of that, the way they handle the surgery should be just a little bit different. That's just how, how it works. So the anesthesiologist was given information from the cardiologist. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this, this growth is on Chicano's chest, but my veterinarian has had told me it is not an aggressive growth. It's not growing quickly. So if you want to wait a few months, it's fine. So we do. And then right before Thanksgiving, I think it was Chicano had his surgery. Yeah, it was right before Thanksgiving. Uh, Chicano has his surgery. They remove the tumor. The surgery goes perfectly. His heart. Perfect. And I forgot to mention this too. (laughs) It costs like $300 for Chicano not to have his surgery. (laughs) Yeah. So I was already out a bit 
right? I was already out a little bit of, of dough. And, and then when the heart thing came up and the bill was like insanely high, it was like $1,600. I did something I've never done before for myself. And I went to Facebook and I basically just asked for help mm-hmm. and my friends, family, and everybody in between came through in spades. We raised, I believe it was $1,800. I was able to pay off Chicano's heart stuff and his first surgery. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I, I, I'm, I was very, very careful about when I got a dog, let alone two dogs. I waited until I was in a situation where I could afford to take care of them. Um, from, because I'm, I'm just a very cautious person. Mm-hmm. So, so that being said, it, it's not a normal thing for me to need help for their vet bills. I have like, uh, I have a care credit card for their vet bills and stuff like that. What, what Michelle, you're smirking. You're talking, make yourself big. I am big. Fine. There. Thank now you. it's, now it's worse. Uh, <laughs> so, so we, we, yeah. So I, I, I can afford most of what he needs. I afford So I got his surgery done and it went very well. His heart handled it perfectly. It looks like his heart is not going to be a big thing we need to worry about. And then two weeks after the surgery, which is way longer than they told me it would be. Bam. I get a call. Something's wrong with the tumor. Um, the tumor is not benign. Mm-hmm. So. They have me, they, they tell me the thing that everybody hopes to hear. Here's the name of our, of our preferred canine oncologist. But I want to preface this by saying Chicano is doing well. He's okay. But he had a cancerous tumor removed. And because we didn't know that the tumor was cancerous prior to removal, they may not have removed enough of it. To prevent right. a reoccurrence. Mm-hmm. But I sat and that's why I look like a madman, by the way, because after all of this stuff, which just happened like 40 minutes ago of me, like losing my mind, waiting an hour and 20 minutes for him to come back from being examined and everything. I came home, took two Tylenol, took a hot shower and got on the live stream with Michelle, because that's the kind of person I be. Yeah. So. While I was, uh, after I washed my hair, I reread the typed up thing that the, the vet gave me, the oncologist gave me, uh, Dr. Back, who is an excellent, uh, uh, oncologist and very, very helpful. Um, so thanks, Dave. Dave said, yeah, that's why you look like a madman. Thanks, Dave. It's insulting, but okay. Uh, (laughs) so she told me after looking at everything and examining Chicano thoroughly, that yes, he had a cancerous growth and yes, some of the, some of the cells were not removed because the, we should have removed a bigger, deeper margin from it. But since he had no history with cancer, we had no reason to believe that this tumor was going to be cancerous. The good news is, and I actually discovered this after I talked to you on the phone, Michelle, because I got confused a little bit about some of it. So the likelihood of the tumor coming back is between 11 and 30%, depending on how, um, strong the tumor is. It's, she told me it was most likely a level one, which is very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, it's bad if you're a tumor, but it's good if you don't want tumors. Um, so a level one is what she thinks it is, which would mean it would be on the 11% side and not the 30% side. Okay. 
But the thing that I failed to pick up on because I was just so overwhelmed with information about treatment options and this and that and this and that with my poor puppy dog <sighs> was the likelihood of spreading for a tumor like this is extremely low, okay. like in the 10 percentile. And that's if you have the growth. Mm -hmm. So our options were, I mean, we had every option possible, but what she was recommending was either we could do chemotherapy or we could just wait and watch. So Chicano is now going to be watched every three months. We're going to have a proper examination of his chest to see if another tumor is coming back. If we notice another tumor starting to come back, we lop it off and we give him chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I ask people for help on GoFundMe, I guarantee, because it's a very expensive <laughs> proposition. But right now we're not there. On these types of tumors, the recurrence tends to be in the first 380 days. So okay. if he makes it a year, year and a half without a tumor coming back, we're pretty much in the clear. This is all really good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I decided not to do the chemotherapy because we both agreed since he doesn't literally have cancer. I mean, re like she, what she told me is she tested his lymph nodes, his throat, his eyes, all the places that cancers tend to spread and be very bad. One of the silver linings is one of the things she would like me to do that is highly good for preventative measures against tumors is have his chest x-rayed, his lungs and heart x-rayed. But we already planned on doing that for his heart to keep up with how his heart health is. Yeah. So the good news is we're just going to, it's just going to be double duty on the x-ray. When we x-ray his whole chest, it'll help tell us if there's anything going on. But she felt pretty confident by how his heart and lungs sounded that there was nothing going on. And by the fact that the tumor was not particularly aggressive. Mm -hmm. So that's been my last week. I waited a week to see this oncologist and I've worried like crazy. Uh oh, the doggo cam went black. Henwolf probably shut it off to, uh, she probably shut it off to, you know, commit crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we discovered the flaw in my doggo cam plan. Maybe the phone just goes to sleep, even though it's live streaming, whatever it might. It might yeah. That's too bad. That was kind of fun. Except even though all he did was lay there and, <laughs> and it wasn't even Henwolf and him. It was just him. So, uh, rest in peace, doggo cam. Um, so I, I've been needless to say, very stressed out. Mm -hmm. Very worried about Chicano's well-being. And I will say, although um, it is not like a big deal, if you want to PayPal me <laughs> a little bit to help on the vet bills, I have put the uh, the, the link on the bottom of the screen. I, I wouldn't turn it down. I spent about $300 on him today. So a little help wouldn't hurt, but I'm okay. I was prepared for this. So... At least it wasn't like when we went to the cardiologist, they were like, okay, he's looking all right, but we would like to do 950 more dollars worth of tests on him. Yeah. At least the lady was like, I did my preliminary test. I don't think he needs any more scans or anything. So okay. that was great news. Um, that made me happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm happy that he's okay. I'm happy that he is napping comfortably in his favorite spot, which is the couch. He loves that couch. He will lay on that couch all day. Henwolf will come and go as she pleases, but he will never leave that couch. That's just his spot. He gets up to go drink water and then gets back up there. That's his spot. Aww. That's where he loves to be. Mm -hmm. So, and I am just a total wreck because the, 
I get to I get to the the oncologist, the pet oncologist, and I wait about 10 minutes. They bring me into the back. I talk to the nurse. They take my dog. And then I waited about an hour and 20 minutes. And I think I told you the first hour really didn't feel that bad. That first hour was just like it zoomed right by like it was no big thing. But man, it was like every minute after one hour was excruciating. I mean, that makes sense, though, because you were expecting it to take an hour. Yeah. So after that, it's like it could happen any time. Well, and the person I booked the appointment with was like expected to take an hour. But then the nurse was like expected to take 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was I'm just tired. (laughs) You can probably see it on my face. I'm I'm like I remember when I got in the car with him afterward, I just put my head on the steering wheel and just took like a really deep breath and was like, okay, I know. And, you know, I know I'm silly, but. I take, I take the care of my dogs incredibly too seriously, really like no healthy person would take it as seriously as I do. It's just, I love them so much. They're good dogs. And I feel, I feel a certain amount of like extra protectiveness because I know that they were both abandoned and especially Chicano. It's very clear if you spend time with him that he's a very sweet and lovable and cuddly dog who has clearly been mistreated because he's fearful of people, even when he would rather be pet. Mm-hmm. Like you'll reach to pet him and he'll flinch. But then when you start petting him, he's like, yeah, like he has, he can't help it Yeah, because he's been trained to be afraid, but it's not all the, that's kind of one of the reasons I love that damn dog. You know, it's, it's, it's he's, he's a miracle boy. You know, he's. He's beyond just, he's beyond just the abuse he experienced. He's clearly getting better. You yeah. can see it in the fact that he's so outgoing. Like you can come over to my house if you're like a new person and hang out. And if you get up on the couch and chill out, he'll get up on the couch and lay next to you and start Aww. like dreaming and kicking his little paws. He wants to be friends with basically everybody. He's just a damn good dog. And I want to make sure he has the longest, healthiest life he can have. Yeah. And it, it definitely threw me off after all of the heart scare, you know, finding out he had very, very minor age appropriate heart disease mm-hmm. that scared the crap out of me. And then having to go to a friggin' oncologist, which by cause no one, I even said that to the oncologist. I was like, no offense, but like I, it, I knew it wasn't a good week when I had to call an oncologist and she was like, and she actually said that she was like, I understand completely. I have patients who have told me, you know, thank you so much for your help. I hope I never see you again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hope you never yeah. see me again either. <laughs> so that's where it's rough. Yeah. So, you know, to, to, for those who just tuned in, <laughs> cause it looks like we did have, so I just tuned in. Chicano was yeah. okay. He may, he may have a recurrence of a tumor, we're going to keep an eye on it. But right now, uh, the oncologist says he's going to be okay. And he's my sweet 10 year old boy. Who's a super mutt. We, we got his results back. I don't think we, I don't think we had those last week. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. Cause I got it on a Friday. I remember now. Cause I got it on, I got them on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So Chicano's breed. I wish I could bring up a picture of him. Can I do that? Can't you add a source local video? Can I, so I can't bring up a picture. I can only bring up a video. That's stupid. Do I have any videos of Chicano? Oh God. Yeah. I think I just, I think I just crashed my whole system. Like, just, No. Um, all right. We're not going to try that. Uh, not right now. 
<laughs> figures though. Um, but Chicano, he's a very cute boy. And, uh, <laughs> we discovered doing a DNA test that he is 30 some percent chow chow, which is not a surprise cause he's a butthead and he's fluffy. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and that's a breed that he and Henwolf share. Henwolf has a small amount of chow chow. Um, he has so a large weird. amount. Yeah. Then he's about 30% pit bull, which that's something Henwolf and he share a lot. They're both about in that 20 to 30% pit bull. I know you're just like, I don't see it at all. Yeah. 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 Join the club. No one sees it at all. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, part chow chow, part pit bull. And then part German shepherd, which I kind of see a little bit. He's, you know, whatever. Uh, and Alaskan Malamut, which that we always knew. We always knew there was some kind of cold hearted Husky breed in him by mm-hmm. the way he stares at you straight through your soul. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then 14% super mutt which is a, a type of DNA amalgam that they say they don't even, they can't even attempt to separate to make sense. So, oh, cool. I think, uh, I think we got spam in our, our YouTube chat. Looks like yeah, spam. I don't know what that means. Hey, Paula Norris, are you spam or not? You have three minutes to answer before you're blocked. I hold the power. Uh, <laughs> I have so much power. I'm drunk on it, Michelle. I'm drunk on it. So that's been my day. I'm exhausted. There's other stuff going on too that I, I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about, uh, but family stuff going on that I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about it at all. Okay. Cause, cause it's very private. It's not mm-hmm. my stuff to talk about. So I'll leave that out, but that's also been weighing heavily on me. I had two ridiculous stress dreams in a row. One I don't remember and one from last night involving zombies. Mm-hmm. I just, if I could just not have stress dreams tonight, that would be amazing. Yeah, I would like that too for both of us, but. Well, uh, did you have stress dreams? Oh, sorry. Did you have stress? <laughs> just can- This is the way we're doing the rest of the show. NPR style. Sorry to wake you, but we have lies to tell you about certain things. Um, poor NPR. Not really. So, uh, no, uh, were you having, what was it about your roof or? or oh, what? I just have, I've just been having stress dreams like about everything. Like I had a dream that my mom was yelling at me about a tattoo and I was like, I don't even know. Like we've already talked about this. Like what's going on? And like, she just wouldn't listen to me. And the tattoo was done by my dentist and it wasn't even what I wanted. <laughs> And, like, I didn't take care of it the first, like, 24 hours. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So it was just a really sad dream. <laughs> that's that's bizarre. But, but I, I, I appreciate that. Thanks. That's so weird. I've had dreams where my mom's just mad at me and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the big one I get hit with is... Uh, I don't know why she's mad, but boy, is she. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I, I deal with um, a lot. It's just angry, uh, angry mom stress dreams. I also have stress dreams about like driving really long distances and then getting there and finding out that I forgot something. I've had those oh. a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't great. So I, I, I think you can see how tired I am in my eyes. It's, it's definitely getting there. 
I, I um, think you look fine. How about now? Do I look awake now? Y- Ow. Yes. So awake, my eyes. I'm opening them so hard it makes me bleed. Um. Oh, uh, David DeNoyer commented on Facebook, on your Facebook, since I'm not good enough to be on Facebook Live anymore. Falling dreams make me, make me day. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm not I'm reading this in the wrong accent. Falling dreams make me days unpleasant. Arr. That's, that's how, that's how Dave talks. Um, I don't have, well, okay. I don't have, do you have dreams where you're falling, Michelle? Um, no, but I have dreams. I have ones that are like related to those. Why am yeah. I all watching? I don't know why you're nuclear holocaust right now. Yeah, that's weird. There we go. Um, <laughs> like I have dreams where I'm like going down, like I'm in a car and I'm going down really fast, but not actually falling. Wait, do I have falling dreams? Yeah, I do. See, I don't have. Well, so whenever I hear falling dreams, and David, feel free to chime in if you if you want to. Whenever I have falling dreams, I am at, or whenever, not sorry, whenever I hear falling dreams, pardon my stupid brain. Whenever I hear the term falling dreams, I imagine it's a dream where you are just falling because mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Like that, that's like a psychological thing. People dream about just falling and falling, like kind of free falling. Mm-hmm. I've never had that dream where I'm just falling and falling and falling, but I have had dreams where like I'm, I jump off of something. And then as soon as I jump, I'm like, why did I do that? How am I going to land? I have those dreams. That sounds like a falling dream, kind of. I mean, it definitely involves falling. I'm not saying that I, I don't ever have these falling dreams. I'm just saying that that's what I experience. I have dreams where like, I get into a fight or a confrontation or something, and I jump away, and suddenly I can jump really, really far. And then I realize when I'm like high in the air, I'm like, how can I land? I'm going to die. Like, Why did I do that? Um, David commented... Uh, fall and then right before you hit or have impact, you wake up abruptly. See that I consider a whole other type of dream. Uh, I have those two. I've had dreams where I'm like in a car and the car like hits a curb and I mm. wake up cause like I, I feel the impact. I had a dream once the worst one I ever had. I used to dream that I was jumping off of my bunk bed. When I was a kid, I had a bunk bed, even though I didn't share my bedroom with anybody. I just liked having a bunk bed. I thought it was cool. And uh, I had a dream once that I jumped off of the bunk bed, but my foot slipped and I hit and I went like teeth first into the dresser. And I woke up like kicking like really hard. I would have that. That was a recurring dream I had. That's terrible. Yeah. uh, I think it was extra scary because like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've probably, I've jumped off that bunk bed so many times and probably almost broke every bone in my body so many times. So yeah, not, not necessarily the way to go. Uh Oh, we have a comment from my old pal, Keith. I used to dream that I fell and would bounce up and get higher each time until I knew that this time I will not bounce. And then I would wake up. That is that's no, that's, that's, I have that dream. That's the that's, kind of dream I have. Huh, okay. Where I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll, it starts as jumping. And then all of a sudden it's like bouncing. You're just going higher and higher. But then, yeah, you get this sense at some point when you get a certain height that you're just not going to bounce again. That, that, that part is over. Now is the death. Wow. (laughs) I've not had that dream. I'm surprised. I feel like, um, you're supposed to like be able to one up us on anything anxiety related. Well, I, I, I don't like a lot of falling dreams. I have dreams where I can't see, like it's too dark or I'm falling asleep. While I'm trying to do something and my eyes just keep closing. And so like, I can't tell what's going on. Wait, you have dreams that you're falling asleep? Yes. 
Like, I can't keep my eyes open. So I'm, like, trying to do normal daily activities, and, like, I can't do them because I'm, like, like really, really falling asleep. That's really Oh, weird. I have those. Uh, David Michelle, says, yeah. I, 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 I'm in charge of the chat. You need to not let it distract okay. you from your wonderful anecdotes. Oh. If you make me mad, I'll, I'll do this. No. I'll make hey, this the way the show is. It's actually better now. It's not stuttering. <laughs> well, then we'll keep it this way. No. You're the big thing and I'm the little tiny thing on the screen. I didn't even see you. Yep. That's the best part. Uh, David DeNoyer commented on Facebook and said, I hate the can't run dreams. I have those a lot. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't have those. I don't think. They're really upsetting. Like Describe or, one. Or like it's like. I am being chased by something or I'm trying to get away from something. And, um, I, there's just, I just can't run. Like I, I can kind of run, but like the slowest run in the world. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like this is like life or death and like, I can't do it. Yeah. Those are upsetting. So, uh, Keith commented, mostly my nightmares are that I have to interact with other people. Okay. That's it. That, that, I mean, I see that. So I'll tell you, I want to tell you a really weird story. I may have told you the story cause this happened years ago, but one time I was having a nightmare and I was on, uh, it, I dreamt that I was on my front, in my front yard. This was probably eight or nine years ago. I was in my front yard and some people were, got, got onto my yard and were like fucking around. And I was like, you guys got to leave, like get off my yard get off my yard, you know, get off my yard. And, and they were like, fuck you. So I was like, get off my yard or I'm calling the police. And they like stepped up on me. So like I threw one guy to the ground, you know, like we started fighting, I guess. And I like mm -hmm. threw these guys out of the way and they weren't like tough or hard to beat up or anything, but I threw them out of the way. And then they ran off to across the street and across the street, there was this, I'm just dead serious. There was this big muscly, uh, like shaved head swastika dude. I'm serious. Like a neo-Nazi, like scary guy with a knife. Oh, geez. And he starts walking up to me. Like he, like he's going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And in the dream, I was like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like this guy's going to try and kill me. So I started thinking about it and thinking about it. And finally I I just ran at him. Like I lunged at him in the dream and I'm not joking. I, I like in the dream, I like jumped on top of him and was like, you know, grabbing onto him, trying to fight him off. And I woke up literally in my bed with my pillow like this. And I had a mouthful of the pillow. Like I was ripping oh, the pillow wow. apart. Like I'd ripped my pillowcase with wow. my teeth. And it's not like the stories Dave has about ripping pillowcases with his teeth. This one was very different. So <laughs> I had to make that joke so he didn't make it for me. Uh, <laughs> and about me. But no, uh, that was like the weirdest wake up dream ever. Cause like literally I woke up and I was just fighting a pillow for dear life. Like, <laughs> so what? Don't act like you're too good to have dreams like that. I don't, I don't like interact with things when I dream. I don't have the thing where my body doesn't shut off all the way. So it just shuts off and. Oh, know. so you don't have those dreams where you wake yourself up? Oh no, I don't. Yes. But I also oh, don't okay. have dreams where, like, I attack my pillow or anything, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Do you, you, but you do have the dreams where you, like, kick awake and stuff. You have those, right? Yes. Okay. And you don't suffer from sleep paralysis, do you? No. I do. I also don't sleep on my, my back a lot, which probably helps. That doesn't hurt. So, uh-oh, Dave has something else to say. But I see Michelle looking at it. Stop it. 
The chat's not your job. Okay. David on Facebook said, have either of you ever woke up like mid activity from a dream? Not sleepwalking, but like woke up already sitting up in bed. I no. Uh, no. I mean, that time I woke up like attacking my pillow is the closest thing I have to that, but I've never woken up like sitting up or, or, or whatever like that. That sounds like, uh, like a mental problem you have that you're probably, you're probably broken and it's forever. That would be my guess. Um, whoa, whoa. Dave just said, uh, he pulled a poster off his wall once while he was asleep. Yeah. It sounds like you ate some bad clams. <laughs> It sounds like you mildly sleepwalk. Yeah, it sounds like that was a mild case of sleepwalking. What was that movie called? Sleepwalk with me about the about Mike Birbiglia, the comedian. He <laughs> uh, he stress caused him to sleepwalk more and more and more. And the movie mm-hmm. is based on the true story of how when he became a, he was starting to become a very successful stand up comedian, his marriage was falling apart at the same time. And basically, spoiler alert. It culminates with him sleepwalking through the window of the third floor of a La Quinta Inn and almost dying. Wow. And he, and he goes through, uh, how he has to sleep at night in order to keep himself from doing that, how he has to sleep in a sleeping bag that's zipped all the way up to around his neck and he has to wear mittens so he can't undo the zipper. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, disabilities are funny. That's what we've learned. Oh, so speaking of things we've learned. So this is our, uh, our second live stream show we've done, but we did one that was like live stream to tape. And I have learned that, uh, <laughs> we usually don't get any issue with monetization. Not that the show makes much money on monetization, but we don't have any issue. But the episode that I put about bullying immediately got restricted monetization just for the word bullying being in the title. Really? And then mysteriously, the next one that mentioned red, white, and Jew got a restricted mark too it's like you know jew is not pejorative anymore apparently when i was growing up you didn't just call jews jews what i want your i really do want your input on this i I think it it matters i think it depends on who you're talking to if it's still pejorative or not oh oh, well but i think that's with i mean that can go with almost any word Yes, yes, it could. Because you could literally, if if somebody says the most politically correct term for somebody ever, but they say it with a tone, then they're then they're being pejorative. Yeah, I agree, (laughs) but I don't think that's the same thing. I think it is. No. (laughs) I mean, well, when I was growing up, black was not was kind of pejorative. Mm -hmm. But they, but then again, when I was growing up, they were really trying to make African American happen. Yeah, they were really trying. Yeah. And it's still around, but I do notice, like, if you hear somebody say African American, you immediately think they're kind of old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also funny because uh, have you ever met anybody? I've met people like this who say African American, but they're not thinking. It's just a it's just a term for black in their brain. So they'll be like, you know, uh, th- they'll be talking about. They're like, I watched this video um, uh, in Haiti, and this African American guy was dealing with. <laughs> it. And I'm like, he wasn't an African American. He was well, just an African guy. Just because he was in Haiti doesn't mean he wasn't from America. I just, I just, I've heard literally like people from Africa be described as African American, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do you know what you are? You know what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like, <laughs> it just yeah. replaces the word. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, but no. When I grew up, I remember very specifically, like at first, saying Jew was not necessarily okay. Mm-hmm. 
but it seems to have become more and more okay in the nomenclature. Um, but I don't know. I just noticed as a kid that black and Jew were not necessarily okay to say, and now they seem okay as long as you have good intentions. Yeah. I, I still don't totally agree with that. Like, I think Jews would still prefer if, you know, like Jewish, if possible, over Jew, you know? I don't know. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I'm just saying I've noticed it flies a lot more. Like now you don't like, you don't hear somebody say Jew and immediately know what they think of Jews. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but I mean, there are plenty of bad things you can call Jewish people. Thank goodness. There are still plenty of insulting terms. So, you know, there's no shortage, but you took Jew back and I think that's good. <laughs> Here. Okay. Sorry. There we go. Oh, now it's just you. No. What? I don't, I mean, it is nice cause I can't tell what I'm doing. <laughs> because it stutters so bad in the other thing. So it's really hard to, you know, but now it's just upsetting. I can do this though. Oh gosh. Stop covering your face. It's better this way. You Stop covering your mouth. beautiful punum. Stop covering yeah. it. So anyway, anything else happened to you this week? Cause I'm a little burnt out. No, no. You didn't do anything this week? Did you put up any decorations? I don't know. I, I put up a tree. Uh, did you finally have potato latkes for, for Hanukkah? Yeah, I did. Good. Because uh, Monday was the last day, right? No. Mo- Tuesday? Sunday? Sunday. Oh, okay. Saturday? Uh, I don't know. What was the last day that I did candles? I don't... Gee, oh, well, let me just check my candle guide for Michelle. Yeah. This is, this is the problem. Um, okay. So I put the plate in the dishwasher. So I think Sunday. Okay. So Sunday, that makes sense. Uh Oh, you said something offensive, Michelle. Keith said, as a person who stutters, I take offense to Michelle's use of that word. That's their word, Michelle. (laughs) But I'm also a person that stutters. You do not stutter. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. What are you talking about? You do not stutter, Michelle. Okay. You may stammer from time to time, but you do not stutter. Okay, fine. I'm proud of you for not trying to stutter now, just to try and cover your tracks. (laughs) I'm sorry, Michelle. The only way you're going to recover from this now is to hire some people to fake a hate crime on you. I know. Gigs, please stop. What's Giggs doing? She's trying to eat wallpaper. I mean, it sounds kind of good. You gotta, you can't do that, sweetie. Poor Giggs isn't allowed to eat wallpaper. Yeah. I'm sad the doggo cam shut off. I really was, I was really enjoying that. Oh yeah. I'll have to work the kinks out on doggo cam. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think I need to get out of here. I'm so tired. I can barely focus. It was a long day, my friends, but Chicano is going to be fine. We have a 18 month plan to keep an eye on if his uh, tumor comes back. And if it does, we'll whoop that cancer's ass. Like it owes us money or said Jew pejoratively. 
Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.